Hi there, welcome to the Essential Wedding Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Wing Drake, and I'm so happy to be here with you today, friends. We're in episode 20, which is the second episode in a two-part series called Planning During a Pandemic. If you haven't heard part one yet, have a listen to episode 19. My guest was marriage and family therapist, Liz Higgins, who gave us so much invaluable insight for your relationship and marriage planning during the COVID season. It's really a must listen. And now today my guest is Bonnie Chase, who is a wedding planner and she's the owner and founder of Bliss Events. Let me share some details on Bonnie. Like most expats who live and work in Mexico, Bonnie moved to Cabo and fell in love with it. With a background in event-driven marketing, she began working almost exclusively on events with an emphasis on weddings and becoming the premier Cabo wedding planner. While she proudly employs a team of event planners, she personally cultivates and maintains a relationship with every client. If you have a chance to visit her Instagram, at eventsbybliss, I say go do it. I promise you will not be disappointed. Bonnie's talent is almost beyond measure because her portfolio is just so gorgeous. As we chat, Bonnie and I share a list of reasons that maybe it would be best to just get going and start planning your wedding right now. And we also discuss a list of reasons why maybe it would actually be better to wait. Bonnie tells us all about what it's like to be touring venues right now how weddings are changing as a response to this pandemic, with some specific advice for how to keep you and your guests safe on the day of, what to do if your wedding cannot continue as planned, a very important clause that needs to be in your wedding contract for just-in-case situations such as these, how to gracefully let guests know you'll understand if they're uncomfortable traveling or attending group settings right now, and some just really nice words of encouragement from Bonnie, as well as some must-know advice for couples planning right now. So hang tight, friends, for the opening credits, and then we'll move right into my conversation with Bonnie Chase. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Essential Wedding Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Wing Drake. I own the Essential Planner Company, and I landed here after 16 years in the wedding and events industry. I founded and built one of the most highly awarded coordination companies in the country. I taught the wedding and event certification program at Collin College, and today I'm a certified relationship coach. This podcast is for couples who aspire to know all the things necessary to live their engagement season to its fullest. We cover everything from choosing the perfect wedding venue to styling your wedding like a pro. In every episode, I'm joined by an expert who will guide you so well on that topic. And because planning for marriage is just as crucial as planning your wedding, we also dig deep into marriage-related topics. Friends, this is the Essential Wedding Podcast, and it starts now. First of all, I am so excited to meet you and have you joining me today. So thank you so much. Thank you. I'm, I'm very happy to be here with you today. Well, I really appreciate that. And I do because, I mean, I would want to talk to you anytime, but this is such a special episode because we are talking about planning during a pandemic. And so, you know, we have a lot to talk about and I think it's particularly timely and relevant 
So I'm so happy to have you here because you're, you're an authority on this subject. You're doing this day in and day out. I know you're working with several couples right now as we record. And so, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So if it's okay with you, let's just, let's just dig right in. Um, my first question for you is kind of a general one and that's just, what are you seeing these days with the couples that you're working with? Like how have things changed? Well, well, we've seen a myriad of different things and it just, it's so specific to each couple, where they're coming from, where their wedding is, who their family is, how many people are coming, what their budget is, um, their general temperament with regard to this whole COVID crisis. And so we've seen many things and it varies, like I said, per couple, but um, it ranges from couples who feel very strongly that this is the time for me. We planned our wedding, the date has come, we're having it, and we're having it whether everyone can come or not. Um, all the way to other couples who are absolutely not ready to move forward with their wedding and that they, they need to postpone until things are a little bit more comfortable for them. Is there like in general, um, I'm not sure if you can answer this, but are more people leaning one way than the other? It's I can't answer that truly because we have had such a weird few months. It's like people want to know about the trend, what's trending. Well, we haven't had this going on long enough to really see trends just yet. Um, and in the beginning, the the borders closed and the flights changed and everyone went on a, on a stay-at-home order and venues closed, planes were grounded, and it shut everything down. So we were in a true force majeure situation where these these couples didn't really have the option of what should I do? Which way should I go? Um, and that just really started resolving itself again in, I would say early July. So now what we're seeing is a whole different situation where couples are having to be faced with the decision of they can have their wedding, but they're not sure if they should. Mm -hmm. Okay. Makes sense. So, um, within that realm, like what are some of the decisions that you are hearing couples make? Like maybe some of the tougher decisions that they're being forced to make. And I guess like on that same note, like, are there any like benefit or are couples experiencing any benefits or seeing any, like, you know, just opportunities or highs coming out of this? Um, in terms of the, the difficult questions that couples are facing, the number one thing is that I think everyone feels a little bit, even the couples who are very certain that they are going to have their wedding, they still feel this responsibility that they don't want to put their guests in any kind of a compromised position. They want, don't want to invite people mm -hmm. to come to an event where a bunch of people are gathering. Maybe they have to travel and to compromise anything, especially if someone close to them, their family member, their parents, maybe someone's pregnant, has autoimmune disease, maybe somebody has respiratory disease. These are things that make their conflict even greater because they have more of a, of a situation at hand. Um, so I think that's so probably like a sense of like you're hosting. So you're kind of taking responsibility. Is that what you mean? Huge, yes. Huge responsibility. And as we know in the wedding business, that couples feel that sense of responsibility even without COVID, they're going through this whole process of, I have this, I have this guest who's buying me a gift, buying a dress, getting their hair done, maybe come, maybe traveling, maybe renting a hotel room. And we have to make sure that we host them well and that they feel loved and appreciated. So that, that responsibility that we all have anyway, has just tripled or more because the, the burden has gotten a lot bigger. The responsibility has gotten a lot bigger and the, the, crisis obviously has gotten a lot bigger. So I think, I think that's the biggest thing that people are experiencing in terms of, um, are there any benefits? 
I'm just this eternal optimist. So I always like to find all of the silver lining and everything, but it's, it's a very difficult situation. And it's not that there aren't good things to be found. It's just that this is such an important day. And these couples have invested so much time, a lot of money, a lot of emotion and the inner and energy into planning this perfect day. And they're now feeling like it's at risk. So it's very taxing. It's, it's a little bit scary for everyone. Um, but we have seen some cool things happen, like interesting dates that wouldn't have been available have opened up because one couple had to move and another couple doesn't. And now they can have the Saturday that they wanted. Um, and vendors have become available. So a lot of juggling of dates has freed up some space for really cool things to happen. Makes sense. You know what? Actually, I was going to ask you um, about vendors. Have you seen couples run into any trouble or you know difficulties making changes to maybe their contract or um, things related to contracts with venue or vendors? Um, in terms of like difficulties couples are experiencing, have you have you seen any? Uh, you know, just I'm just kind of thinking about like a couple who put a deposit down and now they want to change their date, but the vendor won't change or won't release their deposit or that sort of thing. We've been very lucky. We have not had any situations like that. Nothing major, absolutely zero major catastrophes have kind of been unfolding for us. Um, we have had a very positive experience working with venues, hotels, vendors. Um, and then our responsibility as, as the planner designer is to make sure that we bear all of that burden, that we're the ones going to bat. If we have to get up on a soapbox, we will. If we have to fight a little bit, we will. And we try to take on that responsibility for our couples, try to keep them out of it. We've been very lucky that we've had so many wonderful wedding pros. So we're, we're, all, we're all in this together. Everyone is going through this. And I think if you work in this environment, in this wedding world, you, you love engaged couples, you love love, you love weddings and you know how important it is. And so everyone really wants to work together to make sure that the couple is going to have the best possible experience, even even in the middle of all of this. Yeah, that's really nice. I love hearing you say that, that as a coordinator, it's really, um, I don't want to say your job. I mean, it is your job, but like, I'm sure you don't do it because it's a job. I'm sure you do it out of a genuine interest. And as you just said, a love for couples. And so I think it's really nice that couples have that additional layer of support and someone else that can, you know, just be their representative and advocate for them. And I'm sure you have relationships with these venues and the vendors. So it gives you that extra leverage, a little bit more power, I think, to, to talk to them and say, here's what's going on with my couple. What can we do? How can we show up for them really, really well? And I love that spirit. I think that that's, as you just said, um, we're all in this together. I really think that that's a nice spirit for right now. I mean, it's really how we all have to look at this. It's been a very interesting few months. And, you know, we had so many couples who were booked to have weddings during a time where everything was closed and they absolutely had to postpone. And what happened was, you know, we had maybe 30 couples who were all trying to move. So we're, we've got, we're finding new dates. And not only were we trying to find a date that worked for their venue, but we also had to find a date that was even still open for their photographer, their, their makeup and hair professionals, their transportation professionals, every vendor that we had booked, we would have had to like get them all onto one date. Somehow the planets aligned and we have had a ton of luck making that happen, which was just crazy. I did not expect it to be so successful. 
it wasn't always easy, but it was just, it is really nice to see all of these people coming together so lovingly and no one's been putting extra fees, especially during the, the quarantine when things were really locked down. Um, our vendors and all, all of our associate, you know, pros were so helpful and very supportive. That's awesome. That is great news. That's great to hear. It makes me happy for your couples that, um, that they're still going to have the day they want. It might be on a different date or, you know, there's logistical <laughs> changes, but as you said, weddings are a huge day. And so it just makes me happy to hear that this is all working out. Um, so I'd love to, to kind of segue a little bit into like what information couples need to have who are listening to this and maybe they don't have a wedding already in the works. Like maybe they don't have a venue booked yet and they don't have a wedding date yet. And they're trying to kind of navigate, should we get married right now? And if we do, what do we need to know? Um, so Bonnie, if you would not mind, I would love to hear like, what are venues, like, what should we have in mind about venue tours? How are venues changing? Like what safety protocols are in place? So the first, thank you. These are such important questions. We, I, I feel like I, I share these things with our couples all the time and I, I'm sure they're tired of hearing from me, but it's so important that we are all on the same page. We all know what's going on and we're well-educated so that when, you know, things are changing, not like daily as this, as this pandemic evolves, all of these policies are and protocols are all changing as well. And they're not only changing at like a federal level, but a municipal level. And also in these individual spaces, like your venue or your hotel, it might be private, private hotel, something like that. So it's a really good question. Um, and the, the changes that we're seeing have been pretty widespread, but the places that we love that we feel good about are the ones that have very strong, um, processes in place to protect people, but that still somehow make you feel comfortable and without a constant reminder that you're on the property during a pandemic. So, um, yeah. So some of my favorite, one of my favorite properties you walk in, they, you know, they take down your name, they check your ID, they take your temperature, you're wearing a mask, you, uh, sanitize your hands. They write down the time you came in and all of that. Um, also you'll sanitize the bottom of your feet by stepping in some, some little like trays that sterilize your feet. So you go through this bit of a rigid entry, but it's quick. It's, it's 30 seconds pass through the entrance. And then you feel like you're alive again, like you're normal. It's not the zombie apocalypse. And that's what I really look for. I want my couple to feel like they're very safe and that the property has taken really good measures to protect them but that they can enjoy themselves and not just be constantly reminded that this is happening during their, their really special time. That makes so much sense. And I feel the same way, like as much as, you know, flying for instance, and this is not even in a pandemic, it's just at any time, it's such a bummer to go through security and have everything inspected and answer the questions and this, that, and the other. But when I get onto the airplane, I can keep in mind that all the other people on the plane with me did that too. And so now I feel safer. Yes. That is a perfect example. It's just like that. You go through the motion and then you come through the other side and you can just let your hair down and relax. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Um, any other changes that you're seeing at venues or even vendors, like just anything that is new, that is kind of a response to our changing times? Well, I think, well, we, you know, vendors were seeing obviously protected with masks, some in gloves. Venues, I think we are going to see for a while now, we're going to see all of the staff in masks and probably gloves. We've noticed some changes in terms of 
um, like I, we had a recent tasting at a hotel and the, the way that they set the tasting up, they had us spaced out quite a bit. Um, and I, I believe it's for everyone's safety, but also, you know, the, it, and our couple was like, no, we're fine. We're, we're, we're comfortable. We don't feel nervous. We're not afraid of you guys. But our hotel was probably feeling like they needed to protect their personnel so that they don't have anyone become infected on the site because then the entire hotel is, has a situation, not just one couple. Um, so that was interesting. Um, but I do think we'll see people in masks and gloves. In terms of banquet, that has changed a lot from place to place. Some some venues are allowing family style dinner and they're just saying that, you know, we've taken all these precautions. Some properties are no longer allowing family style because then we have potentially two people grabbing the same serving spoon and, and serving themselves with it and maybe cross-contaminating that spoon. Um, some places are allowing it, but they're having just really cute little bottles of hand sanitizer on the table to make sure everyone has a chance to sterilize their hands really good or a hand washing station. Um, the great thing about this virus, and I'm not an expert or a, a medical expert or scientist or anything of that nature, but I do know that it is very fortunate, as horrible as it is, that we can eradicate it from ourselves with warm water and soap. So by just really encouraging our, our event guests to be very conscious of washing their hands and using hand sanitizer, um, we can really eliminate the danger of people gathering um, which is a lot, it's our responsibility as the planner and also of the venue. Um, so what I'm hoping, I think to sum that all up is that I hope that we will be able to continue for our couples to have the option of doing things like family style dinner or a food station and not be limited by this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's got me thinking, I'm wondering if you've seen anything from couples in terms of like changing their behavior during the wedding are, are all the kind of traditional elements like the first dance, father, daughter, mother, son, are those still happening? Or are those even changing? So it's a great question. I ask our couples these things because, you know, our, my, I know what I would want, but that's not what I'm here to do. I need to find out what our couple wants, what they feel right doing, what feels good to them and then execute it in that way. So some couples have asked us to space the tables out a little bit more, maybe do a max 10 packs at each table, or I'm sorry, eight instead of 10. Um, one couple I can think of was had originally been planning to do these really beautiful long banquet tables, and they've decided to go to smaller tables of six or eight instead of maybe a long table of 20. So um, I think it's a case-by-case -case situation, but what's interesting, and going back to the point of that we haven't been in this long enough to really see the trends, is that the couples who right now are getting ready to have their wedding, in spite of the situation, they're, they're of this kind of position that they're doing it no matter what, and their guests don't have to come if they don't want to, but they are going to do it. And they're a little bit less nervous. The people who are, are postponing, which is a whole, you know, like I said, it has to be right for each couple. The ones who are postponing, we're not quite there yet. So we haven't seen these behavioral changes yet. So my hope is that by the time their wedding date comes around, either we'll all have learned how to live in a world where this virus exists and kind of learn how to circumvent these dangerous situations and make everyone comfortable and safe, or maybe we'll get really lucky and we'll see this thing start to resolve itself. Mm hmm. Okay. So that naturally makes me want to ask you this next question. Um, 
What re- so you just mentioned that you have a lot of couples that are like, nope, we are going to move ahead as planned and have the wedding. So what reasons have you seen or heard from those couples about why they are adamant about doing it now? So a few different reasons. Um, one has been, we have a couple of couples who are very eager to start a family and they don't want to wait a year to start trying to get pregnant. So they want to have the wedding so that they can, they can get started with that. Um, so that's been a big one. We have another couple who the groom is military and he is going to be shipped off somewhere and they want to have the wedding before that happens. So we've also seen a couple situations where couples just, you know, they're, they're, they want to get married. They want to be married. They planned it. They put a lot of work in it. They've waited long enough and they've just, just and we encourage our couples, please talk to each other really go through these, answer these questions together. How do you feel? Is this right for you? And, um, I think with the couples, especially those whose family members are very supportive, they're not afraid to, they're not afraid to travel. If it's a destination wedding, they're not afraid to gather those, those are couples who are having a much easier time making this decision. But I think again, it's very personal and it needs to be right for each person. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, are there any reasons? And I, I assume that the answer is yes, it's the opposite of what I just said, but like, are there any reasons that you're hearing couples decide that they do want to, to, to push pause and to, um, to just push the date back? I mean, of yes, <laughs> yes, of course. A lot of couples also feel like is this is not the thing I hear the most is they they don't feel comfortable asking their guests to gather or travel in a time like this. So that's the biggest thing. A lot of our couples are on the young side and they feel like they have time to just stay engaged for a while. It's not a big deal. We've had um, a couple of couples who have shared with us. They're hopeful there will be a vaccine by maybe next year. Then they'll feel better about having their wedding. Um, and we have one couple who has, Hashimoto's, it's like an autoimmune disease and the the bride and she personally has to be very careful about what kind of an environment she puts herself into. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's also a little bit of an added benefit to postponing because from a budget standpoint, couples are able to, to save for another six months or a year or however long they've chosen to postpone for just, just adds to the amount of time they have to kind of stockpile a bit of a budget. Mm -hmm. So, um, do you have any advice or suggestions for a couple who does want to get married now, but you know, they want to communicate to, to invited guests that they'll understand or, you know, whatever the case may be, if the guests don't feel comfortable traveling or being amongst larger group gatherings. Absolutely. And it's something that we've really strongly encouraged our clients, um, to take part in. We, we have seen, a couple of couples uh, put together a really beautiful inset in, insert into their stationary suite. So when they send out their invitation, there's another insert that says, we love you. We would love to have you celebrate with us, but we understand that this is a very complicated time. And if this is not right for you, please don't feel any obligation to be with us. You'll be there in spirit and you know we'll, we'll wish you were there. We'll celebrate together when times are better, that kind of thing. Um, and that has gone over really well. We've also been encouraging our clients to do for anyone that, you know, is going to be like a question mark, a little bit of a, like uncertain attendee, that person probably deserves a phone call, a really personal direct phone call. Hey, aunt, love you. I know this isn't a good time for you. Maybe you had a medical reason, or maybe you're just, maybe you're a little bit older 
for whatever reason, maybe you just aren't a very comfortable person for gathering or traveling anyway. Um, I want you to know, I love you very much. I completely understand and we wish you could come, but if it's not right for you, that's okay. And just letting people lovingly off the hook because people, all of your guests, they love you. They want to celebrate with you. They want to be there for you. And it's definitely not going to be their top choice to miss your wedding. But if they have, you know, an obligation to do something that isn't right for them, that's where it becomes uncomfortable. That makes sense. And so, um, you are based in Los Cabos, Mexico, right? So I imagine that a large part of the, the weddings that you do are destination weddings for your couples. Is that right? Yes. And actually we do, we do destination weddings all over the place, but because we're based in Los Cabos, we tend to do the majority of our weddings here. Just, we have like strong roots here and a lot of connections here, a lot of um, publications here. So people see our weddings here and then they inquire about weddings here. So we typically do weddings here though. We, we do travel for the most part, even when we travel, it's going to be a destination wedding for the couple, uh, whether it be in the States, other parts of Mexico or abroad. And that's actually a really good point. Um, a lot of the couples who did decide to postpone were ones whose guests were coming from c- countries whose borders are still closed. So we have a group who had to postpone a Persian family. Most of their guests were coming from Iran. We had a group coming from China, a couple from Australia, and none of those countries are open yet for international travel. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> so, I mean, that's really unfortunate. Um, I'm sure no one saw that coming when they booked this beautiful Mexican wedding. So no, uh, but I can see why that, you know, as you said, the force majeure, that is definitely one of those situations. Can you actually, um, can you elaborate on what that means? Cause I know it's a common term in a wedding contract, but for couples who may not be familiar. Yes. And it's actually something getting back to your question about what advice can you give to people who are planning their wedding? This particular clause is so important because it basically, it allows for both the vendor, the venue and the couple, both sides of the contract um, to be free of their obligation in the case of an emergency that's completely out of everyone's hands. So if there's a, you know, if the borders are closed, if there's a pandemic, if there's a war or a riot, or for many number of things, a force majeure is going to be a, an incident or a situation that's completely out of everyone's control that prevents each side of that agreement to performing to, from performing what they've contractually been obligated to perform. So if the venue cannot have the wedding or if the couple cannot travel to the venue or their guests, um, which is exactly what we've been in since probably about mid-March until early July, I think things started to open again. But even now in many countries, we're seeing um, hotels that have not reopened, venues that have not reopened. And as we just said, borders that have not reopened. So in many circumstances, we are technically still in a sort of force majeure situation. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I have to say this, this is not a question, but I just feel like it needs to be said. I can tell that you are very knowledgeable and like, I could just imagine that if I were a couple and I had a wedding planned and you were my coordinator and I was feeling, you know, just a lot of anxiety or, you know, all the feelings that come with this uncertainty and these changes that I was not anticipating. I can just tell that you are, um, a really calming voice and you just, you seem like you have the information. It seems like you're a really good guide. 
Um, and it seems like you also have some good connections with the venues and the vendors that you can make things happen for people. So I'm just really sensing that in just your just like demeanor. So I think that that's really nice. You know, you're welcome. And I think that that's really nice because I know that in times like this, that's why wedding coordinators are there. You know, it's, it's like you're, you're rock in times like this. I, I, I can't even tell you how many times I have said to a, a lead, maybe I'll be speaking to um, a couple who just got engaged and they're looking for a planner. I tell them, I may or may not be the right planner for you, but please do yourself a favor and book a planner and book them first before you book your hotel, before you book your photographer, book your planner because number one, they have we have connections. We know people. We get good deals. A lot of venues and vendors do give us great rates because we give them so much business. But we also, even though I'm not a legal pro, I look at a lot of contracts and I can usually spot a red flag or at least spot a place where I need to ask some more questions and dig in a little bit more. And it's something that if you know, you're getting married probably for the first time, probably not more than the second time. And you maybe don't look at contracts like this every single day, like we do. So, um, it, it helps so much to have someone on your team who, who does this all the time, who's really in a position to ask questions to the right people if we don't know the answers. So I, I I really, really, really always, it's completely non COVID related, but always, always, I recommend having a planner and someone who you really love and trust. Yep. And it's an amazing relationship, right? I mean, this is just side note, but how nice is it at the end, you know, like after the wedding is over and you had this beautiful day and probably a really amazing experience leading up to that day of planning together. Um, I just, I always, when I was a planner, I just valued those relationships Mm -hmm. and I'm still friends with so many of those couples, like 10, 15 years later. It's, it's incredible. It's such a bonding experience, right? It is. It is. We have, I have some, some of our best friends are a couple who, who I planned their wedding for a little over a year ago. Um, my husband and I were in Paris with a previous client, now a friend of ours for new year's, two years ago, we have, um, just built these life because you go through a lot together. And in fact, the people who are going through this with right now, they're never going to get rid of me because they're like family <laughs> to us. Now I had a couple one day, we had a call we need to do have a call to talk about their new hotel contract. And the bride said, can we please have this call with a glass of wine? <laughs> and I said, yes, we can. I would love to have a glass of wine with you. So we have definitely gone through some things together. Yeah. Yeah. And here's another one, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> So Bonnie, if you would not mind, I always love wrapping up our episodes with just anything that you would love to say to listeners, like things that you think that they should know, um, you know, be it advice or words of encouragement. Um, just, just, you know, I'm I'm just going to hand the spotlight over to you and I would just love to hear what you want listeners to know. Thank you. I think I have four really key things that I tell people all the time, our couples leads and anyone who is willing to listen. And the four things I would say is that in this weird world that we're all living in, the first thing is that you have a very complicated situation in front of you and your decision has to be yours, not your mom's, not your aunt's or your maid of honors, but it has to be what's right for you. This is the end of the day, you know, we're, we care about the meal and, and the flowers and these beautiful installations that we do and favors. But what we're really doing is we're getting together and we're celebrating 
the relationship between two people who have decided to make a big commitment together. And I, I never want to lose sight of that. I never want our couples to lose sight of that. So I would say, first thing, make sure you guys are on the same page with one another and that you really feel good about the choice you're making. And if it's right for you, then it's going to be amazing. Um, then the next thing advice I would give would probably be to be flexible. Things are changing a lot right now. And as they, as the COVID situation evolves, but as the whole world evolves, so are all of these policies. And so it's better to just be prepared that you need to be flexible. Things are going to change and we all need to roll with the punches a little bit so that there aren't any really upsetting surprises. Um, Another thing I thought of earlier that I, it's, it's not um, quite so deep or emotional, but something I thought of earlier that I wanted to share is that with all of these 2020 weddings that were forced to postpone, 2021 is booking up really quickly. And so if you're newly engaged and you want to get married in 2021, I definitely recommend that you start the hunt right away because the dates are filling up, venues are booking, and we don't want you to miss your opportunity to have a 2021 date if possible. Oh, that makes, that's something to think about for sure. That's good advice. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I totally, I thought about it earlier. It's actually, I had a call with someone who was having to postpone and they, we knew they were postponing, but we hadn't chosen a date yet. And, um, I gave them a call earlier and said, we need to, we need to hustle on this. I don't want you to miss out on your dates. So that would probably be, um, a big one. And I think the last thing that I would, I would love to leave you with as, and all of your listeners is that. As complicated as this is and as awful as it may seem, genuinely, everything is going to be okay. There's st- the, the couple is still going to be together. They're still going to be in love. We're still going to have a wedding. Their most important people are going to be there. Gorgeous photos are going to happen and amazing memories are going to be made. And that's going to start their marriage out on the right foot. So as hard, as easy it is as it is to get distracted by these granular details that aren't quite playing out the way that they were meant to in the big picture, everything is going to be perfect. I love that Bonnie. And you know, I, I really love that you said that because I think it so seamlessly loops back to the last episode that I just recorded, um, which was part one on planning during a pandemic. And I sat down with Liz Higgins, who's a licensed marriage and family therapist. And she she said exactly what you just did, that it's about the relationship, that we're all going to get through this, that there are mm-hmm. opportunities for, you know, staying strong and bonding on an even deeper level. You know, like there are ways to actually really maximize this time. Definitely. Um, so I love that you said that too, because I think it's a message that we all just need to hear and hear and hear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every day. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Bonnie, thank you so much. This was really informative. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I feel very honored to be here. Hopefully I was able to shed, shed some light on some questions a lot, a lot of people are having right now. I would, I, I love your podcast. I listen to it and I will continue to do so and support you and your listeners. Thank you for having me. So that wraps up my conversation with Bonnie. I hope that she gave you a lot to think about. 
And I'm definitely gonna walk away keeping in mind that 2021 is gonna be a huge year. That's definitely something to be thinking about if you are engaged or maybe even hoping to become engaged and you're thinking about what year <laughs> to have your big day in. If you have any questions for me, and this is all the time, this is just is a general rule at any point in your planning process, head over to at Essential Wedding Podcast. And that's on Instagram. You'll see the titles for this series. They're called Planning During a Pandemic. So if you have a question about these episodes, go ahead and leave your questions there. Or you can just um, message me directly. And I always put title episodes in. So if you have a question about any upcoming episodes, leave them in the comments and I'll answer them for you within the episode. If you would like a PDF of the content in all podcast episodes formatted in a really pretty user-friendly way that'll be really helpful for you in your planning process, head over to the website. That's essentialplannerco.com and subscribe to my mailing list. I'll make sure those PDFs head your way every time I release a new one. And finally, if you'd like to follow Bonnie Chase, you can find her at eventsbybliss.com. And again, she's on Instagram at eventsbybliss. As always, friends, your reviews mean the world to me. That's why I do this podcast is just to serve you. And I want to confirm that I'm doing that. I just, I really want to know how I'm doing and how this is going. And if there are any ways that I can tweak or improve, that's really helpful information. So if you would just take 30 seconds and head over to iTunes and leave your review for the Essential Wedding Podcast, I'd really appreciate it. And I thank you so much in advance. Anyway, happy planning. Keep staying safe and healthy, and we'll meet again in episode 21.